Hello, this is Fantastic Noise. In this episode, we are talking about social media, speaking with Steve Ferdinando from Global, who is the senior social media editor for Radio X. I'm Terry Lee, Senior Tutor in Radio and Audio at the University of Bedfordshire. Thanks for your time, and thank you again for your ears. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Clearly, these organisations are not radio stations or podcasts, but yet they have become crucial to promoting audio brands. Social media jobs are very important ones in radio now. So I was delighted when the person in control of a national commercial radio station, Social Media, said he'd speak with me. Hello, I'm Steve Ferdinando and my job title is a senior social media editor for Radio X. Steve kindly spoke with me via Zoom whilst he was on leave. Somewhat of a busman's holiday for him, but from the off he was passionate about two things, social media and Louis Theroux. I'll be able to Louis Theroux you and turn it around. <laughs> I've been watching we've been watching Louis Theroux on on Netflix there's like loads of his old ones so yeah. Louis Theroux meets the Nazis oh, um, <laughs> he loves it he like absolutely loves it you know what I am gonna go get my headphones actually I'll be two seconds yeah, yeah no problem just so that I oh, after he found his headphones we were nearly ready to go I've returned Nice one. I don't think I'd recorded quite enough for it to have worked otherwise. <laughs> so I began by asking Steve what the main goal was with Radio X social media posts. Was it to appeal to listeners, gain new listeners, interact with listeners, promote content, or something else? It's interesting because obviously social media has changed so much over the last few years. Even like five, six years ago, the whole point of it really was to tweet, hello. Steve's on air now and come and listen to me and I'm going to play this song. But where, where social media has become so much more present in people's lives and, you know, and they, people spend so much more time on it than they ever used to, it's now really we use it as a tool to promote the radio station, basically. And so in the same way that five, six years ago, we would have gone, hey, come and listen to this radio station because we're going to play this song as just like a really direct tweet. Now we'll make video content with our artists and now we'll you know shoot things with our presenters just as content that will live on these platforms and then hopefully promote our stations you know editorially so the, the point of it is it's it's still just marketing and you know advertisement for our radio station but we do it with an editorial hat on so we can put out a nice picture of Alex Turner for example and our followers we know our followers are going to like that and we know that they're going to engage with it and that in turn, subconsciously, is probably too strong a word, but that tells people who are wandering around on these platforms that we're a brand who celebrates these artists and then you can come in and, or we celebrate this way of speaking and you can come in and get more of it. And, and that's basically what we do. And then in turn, we'll then promote our presenters and we'll promote any kind of special shows that we do. But yeah, it's all, it's all marketing really, just free editorial marketing. <laughs> 
what techniques or, or posts, if you like, tend to, to work best? And, and on what platforms do those posts work best? I'm asking you lots of questions at once there. I appreciate and And it's a very general thing. There's going to be lots of answers, I suppose. But what would you say are the most effective social media posts? And, and, and maybe does it depend on the platform? Across the board, memes are always what people love. People love memes. That's, that's all they want to see and they're going to like it and, and share it. But yeah, I mean, obviously, like, it depends what your platform is and it depends what your brand is. So if you were a, a brand like Radio X, our listeners are probably more likely to be on platforms like Instagram and Facebook. You know, if you're a brand like Radio 1, you know, your listeners are who are, you know, maybe somewhere between 15 and early 20s. They're more likely to spend time on Snapchat and TikTok. So you have to figure out who you're trying to reach and what platforms they're going to be on. And then you need to think about well, what kind of content works on those platforms. And, and so you have to then develop content that's going to work on those platforms. So if, for example, if you're making YouTube videos, you know, that they need to be a bit more structured, they need to be a bit longer and you know, they need to be a bit more watchable. Whereas if you're making content for Instagram, it can be a 10 second silly clip of, of someone falling off stage, you know? <laughs> And so part of what you have to do is think about who you're trying to reach and how you're trying to reach them. So before we used to just make one piece of content and share it to all the platforms and then we'd see what kind of response we'd get. But now you have to curate all content for, you know, five or six different platforms and it the, the workload, you know, quadruples because you're like, actually, we need to cut this to to fit Instagram better or we need to editorialize it to make it work on youtube better and it's interesting yeah but there's not much space anymore just for for one size fits all Mm. so i remember a couple of years ago and this is not just for radio x this is for lots of radio stations the clips of studio output Mm. be like dominating social media that still happens but it seems to be less prevalent now probably for the the reasons you say in terms of what's popular yeah. promoting brands um i mean you can tell me if i'm wrong because i obviously i do see radio x for example lots of uh footage of chris Miles and, and toby tarrant in in mm. the studio still and you've got an amazing uh, i guess canvas of the radio x studio to create that <laughs> studio content but yeah is that an effective way of promoting audio content on on the radio station when we launched what like nearly five years ago now um with chris and and with you know that technology was quite new so you know they'd only really done it on a few american stations and and the way people used to promote radio was you know they'd stick a webcam or into a studio and it would look a bit rubbish you know some old dusty studio and so when they brought in this technology where they would actually you know what let's make all our studios look really nice and then let's make um let's film everything that happens and then we'll share everything and it's great because our radio is so brilliant that um you know everyone's gonna they're gonna enjoy watching it as much as they enjoy listening to it and so in in the uk x was one of the first one we one of we don't say we were the first but we were certainly one of the first to start doing that kind of content and it worked really really well because you know people weren't used to seeing it but then as is always the case with social media and and any kind of marketing, really, everyone else starts doing it. And then the, the sight of it becomes very tired. So, you know, when you're scrolling through Instagram or Facebook, once, you've, once you start seeing things that look similar, 
then your mind immediately switches off and then you you aren't engaged in it anymore so to answer your question yes it, it does work but it's also quite a tired method now and instead of filming everything and putting everything out like we used to what we tend to do now is film everything but then be a bit more selective of what you share because if you've got i don't know paul weller coming in for an interview you don't need to share that entire interview mm. but if he says something that's really interesting you can clip up a couple of minutes of that and share it and then that's how you can get pr moments and so it's really useful to film what you do because you can but, but it's also really important to remember that you don't have to share everything that you filmed and you know less is always more in these situations and i think nowadays what what we're finding is if you don't have a big famous guest there to keep the interest you have to work a lot harder in with what you're doing the same way that tv works you can't just film people sitting around chatting and hope that it's such great chat that um that everyone wants to watch it you need to bring in visual elements for people to watch and i see i see a lot of students doing it and now as well and you know a lot of like um local radio stations you know where they'll just film themselves in the in the studio recording their show and they think that that's enough content to get people to watch it but actually when people are watching things they want something to watch so you know you have to bring in visual elements you have to bring in props and games and just something to make it a bit more engaging because people are, are used to seeing things and i think it's also really important like to this is probably quite a good thing for students to learn really is that you have to follow what gets engagement on social media so if you post a picture of alex turner and it gets a thousand likes and then you post a, a video of a, a cat jumping off of a roof and that gets 50 likes then you go well obviously alex turner content does better and it's the same when you're filming stuff in studios you know if you're like well these three presenters are sat around a table talking and it's got like 500 views um but this other video where we've got them all to i don't know play a game where they have to reach their hand into a box and guess what the thing is and you can see what you can see what's in the box but they can't and that's kind of ten thousand views then you go right okay well we've we visualized this better there's something for people to watch and clearly that lands that lands better yeah sure and and i guess with that in mind you it sounds like you are analyzing you're doing the analytics of your mm. posts and yeah. and that's how for example i suppose you know that memes are yeah. very popular <laughs> uh, like, do you as a as, as a social the social media person uh, do yeah. you have extra insight into analytics or is it just the standard analytics that i could see on my own like social yeah. media posts yeah i mean if you've got if you've got like a a business account which is basically you're just you just switch from it being hey i'm steve and i'm a person to hey i'm radio x and i'm now a brand it's just literally a setting change uh, and then you can get all the analytics you want and everyone uses the main analytics that you're after are video views are followers basically and what we call engagement there's loads of platforms you can use that give you more more data and more insights and they'll compare your data to other people's but basically the fundamentals of what you're looking at which is your engagement how many how much people are liking and commenting and sharing your content is what everyone is really after and what everyone uses and yeah you can access it i can access it and and that's basically what you're after and then for radio x who are a commercial business 
we're also looking at traffic that we drive back to our website and then we're also looking at things like you know promotion and marketing that helps drive listeners back to our radio station because that's basically the aim of the game is to you know we want as many followers following radio x as possible so that even if we're not directly talking about the radio station all of it is promotion and it's raising awareness of radio x as a brand and therefore driving people to hopefully turn into listeners yeah interesting and then the analytics and 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 how your, your social media going back to that in particular is that how you are measured in terms of the success are there like tables is it, is it numbers which which are, are your Basically, success yeah. or, or is it the, is it or is there a more of an element of like a creative approach which is also taken into account in terms of what what makes what you do either a success or, or less of a success <laughs> yeah well i think in all ways there's ways to say things are more successful than they necessarily have been but yeah basically it's, it's numbers so that you know if if you put out a piece of content you know let's say we, we put out a video of chris moyles having some fun in the studio and it gets a million views or it reaches five million people that's five million people that have seen radio x content and that's that's a success you know mm. it's really direct figures and you know i my targets are based on how many people see radio x's content basically and that's how we measure it. It's, it's, it's quite simple. But what I, I find quite satisfying about it is, because you know, I've worked in radio for years, and I think one of the frustrating things about radio is how difficult it is to measure when things are successful. So, you know, if you do a huge event or you have a really great moment on a radio show, the results of, of that don't come for three or four months. And even then, they're so watered down and it's so difficult to comprehend a lot of the time. That it's really it's really hard to know how to forward plan whereas when you're in a digital space your results are immediate so we can we can put out some content and a strategy and a plan see that it's been successful or a failure immediately and then build on from there and so it it for me is is a much more accurate way of of growing as a as a brand and as a station because you can literally see the numbers going up and a great point, especially, you know, as you say, FM radio, which still lots and lots of people were listening, and, and DAB to an mm. extent as well. There's no direct. We 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 have we have ways of measuring those audience numbers, but they're never uh, instant for sure, and and yeah. and or potentially not even as accurate as certainly the digital count. So interesting point. Yeah. So uh, going back to programming and and social media radio x is a very clear target audience uh mm. social media posts are reflecting that but how much are you working alongside the programming teams and, and how much are your posts if you like autonomous mm. I, I i guess like do you have meetings with different programming teams to, to and, and uh, the overarching programming team to to decide what the social media looks like that day or is it not yeah how, how does that work what i really like about doing social media and doing it for a radio station is that you do get to work really closely in these areas and you know personally what i like to do is is work really really closely with programming and really closely with on air because that is what we are trying to reflect you know and it's important to do that because i think a lot of people see 
social media. And I, I think of social media editors as these teenagers that run around posting memes and taking pictures on their phones. But the reality of the job, and certainly what me and um, Matt, who obviously you know, who, who runs Radio X, have, have worked really hard on over the years, is bringing together those two things. So making sure on-air and digital are really well matched. Because I think we now have these platforms that have millions of followers and it's really great and it's really useful. But it's really important to always remember that we are a radio station and we are there to promote that radio station. So, you know, if we have got a big campaign like we're doing a Liam Gallagher gig, you know, how are we going to reflect that on air and how are we going to reflect that online and, and making sure those strategies match up really well. Every year we do this Best of British campaign where, you know, we count down the best British songs of all time and, and it's all a bit of a laugh and it's good fun. And, you know, at the start of that campaign, we all sit down together and, and we talk about how it's going to look and we how, talk about how it's going to sound. And we make sure all of those things work together because that's how these days you, ha you can have a really, really strong impact because you have a very clear voice running through the whole thing. And that's what we try and do with Radio X. You know, we try and have this really clear voice on air that's talking to our listeners and it's talking to them in a certain way. And we try and marry that really closely with what we do online and and talk a certain way and look and feel a certain way. Me and Matt have this sort of like like ethos, I suppose, where we kind of say, you know, we're fans of music too. So the idea is that like, you know, as Radio X, when we're talking about music on air and we're talking about our artists and all those things, it's all very positive because we that's what we love and that's what we're into. And we do the same thing online and we do the same thing on social. So it's this idea that these two things are married together really well. And, you know, I think if I was younger, it's, it, it would be, it's good to remember that social is a really, really good way of being able to work closely with programming and work closely with artists and work closely with, you know, presenters and all of these kind of really interesting areas, but take a lot more control over it than you perhaps would have before. Because that's what I really like about my job is that, I can be creative and I can be autonomous, but at the same time, I can work really closely with on air and, and get to experience and work in those areas that I'm passionate about. Steve, what do you think have been the main, I guess, trends and developments in, in social media recently? Like, how are radio stations using the platforms differently than, than they were, say, 10 years ago? And in fact, as, as you've already mentioned, in some cases, the platforms didn't exist 10 years ago. So yeah. what do you think have been the main changes? It's, it's quite a hard question, you know, but because it change, social media changes so fast and like everyone can be forgiven for not being able to keep up with it. But um, I, I guess the main change is, is how central it's become to not just radio stations, but all brands and, and all artists and anyone really like... Um, you know, it, everyone started out by having a, a Twitter account and a Facebook page. And now you absolutely must have, you know, four or five different platforms that you can promote yourself on. And I think the main changes ha have been from we, we use Twitter and Facebook to, to try and tell people about the radio shows and tell people about what we're doing. And now it's like we try and grow these platforms to cast our net as wide across the internet and the world as we can to see how many new people we can draw back into the radio station it's like a bit of a different way of thinking but instead of saying we're no longer talking directly to our current listeners 
you know, as social media platforms, we're responsible for almost going out and trying to find new ones and then bringing them back. Like you mentioned earlier, the way we make content it has it just changes and changes and changes. So it goes from 10 years ago where you're just t- putting tweets about people listening to shows to five years ago where, oh, we're now going to film ourselves in the studio and, and you can see that to now where, you know, if you look at what Radio X does or Capital do or Radio 1 do, you're, you're basically making short TV shows to then promote on YouTube and, and across all your platforms that are like produced properly and storyboarded and like really well developed. And it's mad to think that that's how far it's all come that, you know, donuts like me are now having to produce these high end quality video. You know, it's, it's, it's not really a trend, but it's, it's more of how social has become more at the front of what everyone does as opposed to a tool. It's now like the front page of brands. It's quite an interesting shift in, in how everyone uses it and responds to it. What, what about in terms of, of looking at certain functions of, of, of current social media? And I say this knowing that possibly we're going to have listeners to, to this who in, in a year's time are saying, oh, how out of date is this information? Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, things yeah. like uh, Instagram stories, for example, yeah. which, which clearly was inspired by Snapchat, yeah, and, the, yeah. and the, the whole Snapchat function. Um, is that something which Radio X uses often? Yeah, yeah. You have to, you know, I, I'm just, you know, if, if you're a huge brand, like, like the, the global leaders of social media are the US late night shows, yeah? So you're James Corden's and you're Jimmy Fallon's and Jimmy Kimmel's, like, they literally are the absolute kings of it. And, you know, and what, and what they all do is, every time there is a social media development, like TikTok is now absolutely huge. And that's what, you know, lots and lots of brands use. Um, you know, these, these huge Goliaths of social media, we'll, we'll try it out and they'll give it a go. And, you know, yeah, we'll do some stuff on Snapchat. We'll do some stuff on TikTok and we'll just experiment and see what works. You know, a, a big part of social media is always being willing to embrace whatever new thing comes along and then find a way to, use it for your brand so like instagram stories are essential to what we do now whereas even 18 months ago they probably wouldn't have been but like now it's more people look at your instagram story than they look at your main feed you know sure and and you know facebook which obviously owns instagram as well um are really good at finding trends on other platforms and adapting them for their own platforms so i think instagram is going to be the main platform for quite a while because of just how aggressive facebook is with that but like yeah things like snapchat and tiktok like we don't use them as much for radio x because there's only so much time in the day to and like i said earlier like you have to curate all this content for each platform and so for us we're like well our biggest audiences so far are Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So let's concentrate on those areas and we'll see how it goes. But if you were capital and you know, your listeners are a bit younger, then you'd probably say lots of young people are using TikTok. So we have a opportunity there to reach some new people. Facebook pages mm. generally like in recent times, and maybe you know more about this than I do, or maybe you don't, but it seems that, when you post on a Facebook page these days, it, yeah. it 
has less of a reach than maybe it used to. It's almost yeah, like, I think they're trying, are they trying to point you towards paying for your posts to find an audience? Oh, well, yes and no. Like it's, I mean, it, as, as Radio X, we could pay to promote our own content. And a lot of brands, especially a lot of um, the newspapers, you know, they spend a lot of money on promoting their content. And it is one of the things you can do on Facebook, which is pay, you know, however much you want, really, up to hundreds of thousands of pounds you can if you want to, to make as many people see your content as possible. I made a decision not to do that as much on Radio X because I think, ultimately, if you're paying money, you, you know, a, a bit of content will be successful if it's good. Do you know what I mean? And you don't need to pay. If your students want to pay £50 to promote, you know, one of their shows, mm. what they might find is they won't get that much return on that money because if your content isn't strong enough, then people aren't going to listen to it. They're not going to watch it because it's not strong enough. But if your content is really good, it, it, it will be able to do everything it needs by itself. So I think there's an argument to say that you can... Um, put a bit of money into promoting things on face on Facebook. But I think the sums of money that you have to spend in order to get any kind of real return are so huge that you're better off spending that time thinking about how to make your content just do better. But yeah, I mean, people are shifting away from Facebook anyway now. Sure. So it's, it's, you're better off focusing on Instagram. That's interesting. So with those platforms, like we've got a, a radio station at the university and, and some of them are trying to post things on uh, Instagram as well as, as Twitter and Facebook. You, you've, you've mentioned making good content, but what, what's, I guess, one piece of advice that you might give to them or on what makes successful social media posts? So obviously Radio X is the best place to go for all of your successful uh, social media posts. But to be honest with you, like if you go and look at brands that you like and see what they do, that's the best way of seeing content that's good. You know, I think everyone looks at each other and everyone's creative. And, and the best way of seeing content that is successful is, is how well it does. So if you get more engagement on a certain post, you know that type of post works, you know. Brands that are really, really good at social media, you know, obviously Radio X, we're great at it. But, um, Classic FM are fabulous at, at social media and, and it's worth having a look at them to see what they do. I think what, what's really good about Classic FM is that, you know, a lot of people's perceptions of that brand are, well, you know, it's for classical music and it's stuck up and it's all uh, like quite difficult to get into. But actually um, what they've done is, make it really accessible and make it really fun because you know it's music and it's fun and it's interesting and so you can go check them out um also capital and radio one are both really really good at social media and um i think what they do is they spend a lot of time on it and they make sure everything looks very clean and make sure everything is said in the voice that it's meant to be said in you know like like triple j in, in australia is also really good and i think the idea is that you can do absolutely anything on social media as long as, you know, you're consistent with whatever voice you're trying to portray. So, yeah, go and look at some brands that you like, see what they do and see if you can replicate it. Stephen, how did you get into your job? Like what, what sorts of experiences or, or expertise yeah. are required to persuade like a top radio company to, to hire someone to do this kind of job? I have absolutely no idea how you yeah. got there <laughs> well i think i think nowadays 
most big brands or even you know not as big brands will understand the importance of social media because it is free advertising for your station and it is it is the front page of your brand now you know that most people will come and see you know so i i think like those jobs are out there now to to to, for people to apply for them my specific story is i did i was at university where i did a bit of radio and then off the back of that i applied for internships um and i got one at six music where i worked with sean keveney on his breakfast show and then from there i got an internship on xfm which is now radio x on that breakfast show and i did that for about a year and then i basically just started freelancing in the the radio world so i worked for all kinds of different brands so i worked a little bit for radio one i did a bit for capital i did a bit for heart lbc just doing the odd shift here and there tech hopping and playing out you know radio shows and doing a bit of producing and then i started writing for radio x's website and then from there running their social media and then when we relaunched as Radio X in 2015, we built up this, the social media to, to be of a certain standard and the business decided that, you know, you know what, we are going to invest in social and we, and we do want to keep this going. And so I started doing that full time. So um, like any kind of creative industry, it's, it's, you know, you have to get those internships initially. And for me, I always wanted to work in music and work in radio and do those internships and get and do some stuff for free and then you can kind of get experience on the ground you know like like i say it'd be a little bit different now because those social media roles exist where they didn't exist in 2012 when i was starting out but you know what i found was i really enjoyed doing radio and i like producing and doing on-air stuff and then i also really enjoyed doing the digital stuff and working in video and writing for the website and so when this job came along where i can put those two things together it was um, it was perfect for me, and that's what's really really good about it now. Fascinating to to hear that it's ultimately for you a, a radio background that got you into this social media um, role. Mm. Or, although, yeah, as you as you accept, maybe things would be different for for someone yeah. getting there now. They'd have to maybe think about social media more as as in the forefront of their minds. How fascinating! So, okay, Steve, thank you so much for your time just just one last question is is there one thing that you're enjoying listening to at the moment that you might recommend or, or like maybe it's podcast or, or radio program what do you enjoy listening to i really enjoy uh, well obviously i have my own podcast which Tell is a, is a sunday morning show on radio x which i do with danny wallace it's called yep. danny wallace's important broadcast and it's absolutely fabulous the main things i like to listen to are stuff about music so there's a podcast called dissect where they go through you know um albums and they literally go track by track through an album and they you know it's really huge audio production but it's um and it's really detailed and that's really cool so they go through like kendrick lamar's albums and you know explain what's really cool about them and what's what's good about that is like the how smart it is and i really like listening to um my, I guess I guess I really like Off Menu. That's a good podcast worth listening to, just to listen to how a silly topic can become something really fun, and they can you know take a very vague idea and but also be quite smart about it. Louis Theroux's podcast at the moment is really good. I think what's good about that is 
he's doing really nice interviews, you know, that are very well thought out. And I think a lot of the time when it comes to podcasts, people think that they can just have a conversation and like that will suddenly make great radio and make a great podcast. 99% of the time, as with anything, there needs to be a level of production involved. So Lou Theroux has, unlike you have today, has like a, a, a structure and some questions that he's asking and it makes for a better listen. And I think it's worth always remembering, especially if you're a student now and, and you're doing radio, to put a little bit of planning and structure into to what you're trying to make because, and we do this on social as well, where you think, right, cool, I've got my microphone, I've got my camera and it's just, let's go out there and do it because I'm used to listening to Ricky Gervais podcasts where that's what they used to do. But most of the time, you need a level of production involved. And I think that's what Louis Theroux does quite well on this. He's actually, whilst it sounds like a casual conversation, he does have a good, he does know where he's going with it. There's this one called The Beautiful Brain, which is very good. It's very well put together. And of course, there's like Serial and Caliphate from a few years ago. And I think what's, what was really good about them was, um, and if you are a student and, you're, and you haven't listened to them, they turned these podcasts into a series that made you want to listen to all of them and it's, it's actually quite difficult to do that in in an audio space because people are used to hearing conversation and they're used to hearing people you know it all be very formless but what they did with serial and and that caliphate as well was create something that almost listened like a like a netflix drama where you had to get to the end and um it's really um hard to do that and I think like they're still very highly regarded for how well how well they pulled that off. Yeah, so I'd say Louis Theroux for good interviews, off menu, and there's also Romesh Ranganathan's Hip Hop Save My Life is uh, really good for just how to have fun conversations and make them and to animate um, silly topics. And then also, yeah, you, you just go back to Serial and Caliphate to see just how well you can make actual proper audio production. Steve Ferdinando from Global's Radio X there. Radio X's social media channels, by the way, can be largely found by typing at Radio X. A few aspects of the conversation stood out for me. Firstly, memes. Not memes, as you might be tempted to pronounce it. A meme is defined as an idea, behaviour or style that becomes a fad and spreads by means of imitation from person to person within the culture and often carries symbolic meaning representing a particular phenomenon or theme. But when you see Radio X share a meme on social media, it is likely to be in the form of something that appeals to their audience, generally male, generally over 30, or with fond memories of growing up in the 90s or early noughties, generally who like watching live music that features guitars, Those memes, as with all the content they publish, are targeting a specific audience, and that's Steve's job. Ultimately, dinosaurs like me remember when social media was brand new. MySpace was exciting, but Facebook and YouTube created all sorts of opportunities to promote content. Radio stations could share webcam images and promote programmes. I joined Twitter early on as my boss at the time thought the radio station could get some good promotion on Fridays when the custom was to write posts tagging in all of your friends. It has evolved, and as Steve was saying, radio brands don't just promote their radio output on social media now. They promote the brand and the culture and the stuff that makes the station what it is. They draw people into the radio station. 
It is also of interest to me that Steve started out as a radio producer and got into radio social media that way. It is another example of where being positive and saying yes to a task has helped get someone into a dream job. You could be a good radio producer, but you might be a fantastic social media editor. Finally, I enjoyed hearing Steve talking about social media being the front page of the brand and the advice he gives to students about how to make better social media content. Much like I tell students of radio to listen critically to radio and audio to get better at making it, Steve advises looking at the social media content of the brands you like. Great advice. And uh, that was Steve Ferdinando, the senior social media editor for Radio X at Global. Really insightful stuff from him. Because we celebrate radio and audio on this podcast, I'm going to briefly talk about something I've enjoyed listening to recently, BBC's Murmurs. Published in January 2020, Murmurs is described as 10 mind-altering tales from some of the best new drama podcast writers. I would suggest it might appeal to those who enjoy TV shows like Black Mirror. Like many podcast dramas, the production from James Robinson and Ella Watts is creative and excellent and designed for headphones. Episode 9, in particular, about a cue for a woman who has the answer to every question, is superb. But all ten are worth a listen. Murmurs is available on BBC Sounds and all podcast apps and thoroughly recommended. If you would like to contact us here at Fantastic Noise, be it with some audio that you recommend, stories, suggestions for future podcasts, feedback, or something else, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A Fantastic Noise. You can also email us on fantasticnoise at beds.ac.uk. Before we go, it's time for the Radio Word of the Week. Today it is ISDN which stands for Integrated Services Digital Network. ISDN is a set of communication standards for digital telephone connection and the transmission of voice and data over a digital line. Radio stations have traditionally used ISDN to get live, high-quality audio from one studio to another, but it is not cheap to run. And of course, in recent years, high-speed internet has meant that ISDN is being used less and less, replaced by IP or internet-based alternatives. But ISDN is generally reliable and is still used widely in radio circles. ISDN is our radio word of the week. And that is it for this episode of Fantastic Noise. Thanks so much for joining us. There will be another episode next week. Do subscribe and give us a review and rating and follow us on social media at A Fantastic Noise for future updates and previews. Uh, Thanks again to our guest today, Steve Ferdinando from Radio X. Our artwork was produced by Stu Elvin, that's Stu with a double O. And our theme music is by Liam Ayton, remixed by Daniel Potter. This podcast was produced by me for the University of Bedfordshire's radio team, part of the School of Culture and Communications, and recorded partly in my home and partly in the studios of Radiolab 97.1 FM. I'm Terry Lee, and this, I hope you'll agree, has been a fantastic noise. Fantastic noise.